Welcome to Her Legal Global. I'm your host, Faye Gelb. Our podcast is dedicated to providing you with actionable skills to empower your legal career. And today we're welcoming Angela Hahn. Angela's here to talk to us about how to start your lawyer side hustle. You'll be surprised. Angela is a healthcare lawyer and a healthcare coach for lawyers' physical, mental, and professional health. In addition to her JD from Georgetown University, she also has a master's degree in education from the University of Nevada. And she also has certifications in nutrition, yoga, and personal training, all very relevant to her side hustle. To fulfill her life's purpose, she created the Fit to Practice Society, which is a community of lawyers across the world who come together for workouts, yoga, and fireside chat, and to discuss how to live their dream lives. As the host of the Fit to Practice podcast, she interviews lawyers about what it means to be fit to practice and discusses their personal and professional health journey. In her own words, Angela says, I assist lawyers with designing their dream lifestyle by creating a system that allows individuals to identify and fulfill their passions in life. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking to Angela today about designing and starting your own side hustle, which is something that as a lawyer, you might feel that it's a little insurmountable. So we're here to talk about the steps that you can take in order to achieve this. So welcome, Angela. It's a real pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me, Faye. I'm really excited to delve deeper into this topic. So let's just start with what is a side hustle in your mind and how did it all come to be with you? So I kind of call it a side to side hustle because I want to respect both of the hustles that I have as a lawyer and as a, as a business owner. And I, I started it because I, I mean, I feel like I've been used to having multiple projects at any given time for a while, because when I first came here to the States, I was all by myself and I was trying to distract myself from the loneliness. So it kind of came from a place where like kind of that's like not healthy. (laughs) So I was trying to do all kinds of things to be happier and it didn't necessarily make me happier, but I feel like my body got used to it. And so there was one point when I was studying for the bar and I was, I was also like doing a full-time internship at the same time. And I was, I passed the bar. It was, I think one of the challenging, more challenging things that I had to do when I finally actually did pass the bar. I realized, well, if I am able to do all these things at the same time and still accomplish this hefty of a challenge that I didn't necessarily enjoy, (laughs) how much can I accomplish if I do the things that I do enjoy? And so I started looking into the things that I do enjoy, and then I arrived at being a healthcare lawyer and a health coach. So let's just talk a little bit about the transformation into this healthcare coach. How did that process start? How do you make that transformation for somebody who's listening? Transformation into a health coach? And into a side hustle, to having that side hustle. For you, it was something that seems to have been part of your process for a while. But as people begin to take on a side hustle, how do they start? How do they begin to do it? I mean, I can I teach only what I know. I can't teach what I read in the books or in, or whatever theory that I watch online or whatever. So how I started it was I just felt like I didn't have another choice. I didn't, I couldn't bear the idea of doing only one thing. Maybe it's like I was saying, like my body was so used to doing multiple things at the same time. Right. And so I would encourage creating a situation where you don't have any other 
choice. You're looking at your biggest pain, no? Yeah, 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 exactly. So kind of like, I felt like when I was starting my health coaching business, I was like thinking about, like I was saying, like with the, with the passion, right. And then some YouTube video was telling me that I had to look for my passion, my biggest pain. And so then I looked back into my, my health journey since I first came here to the States. And after I overcame the bulimia of seven years with exercise, I felt like there was no other choice uh, but for me to support other people, like I can't just be sitting around kind of in, enjoying the, I guess, success um, on my own. I wanted to support other people. And so in my mind, I created a situation where I don't have any other choice but to support others. So whether you're trying to be a health coach or whether you're trying to sell books or whether you're trying to do whatever it is that you want to do, what is it exactly uh, the problem that you are solving that you must solve for yourself? And you're talking also about creating an impact for other people. So I think that also aligns with a lot of people's perceptions and perspectives that they want to have passion. They want to have an impact. So you're looking for something where you can make a difference. And obviously taking your personal journey about something so personal as bulimia and using that as a foundation allowed you to move into that side hustle. So it's going to create a big impact when people hear about your personal journey. Yeah. I think the greatest impact comes from your own story. It doesn't matter what it is. We need to get over the fear that your story is not good enough because it is. And then the sooner you embrace your story, the, the more impact you're, you'll be able to make more quickly. It also sounds like you have a very clear vision about how you want to do what you did because you obviously went through it. And as you came out of it, you had a passion and you also had a purpose. And then it sounds like that moved into a clear vision of where you wanted to go ahead with. So how did that happen? The clear vision kind of forms with time. Like in the beginning, my clear vision was, okay, I need to get started right now because I want to work with other people. That was really the extent of my clear vision. And then as I work more with more people, my clear vision then became, oh, I really want to work with lawyers and how they want to transform their health. And then as I do that, I continue to kind of form my vision on how exactly I can support them and the questions that I can ask. And it just kind of grows from there. And so that vision becomes clearer and it expands even more as you continue to serve your people. It sounds like as we go through a process like this, it's not the best thing to do by ourselves. Like we're going to need help if we really want to do this efficiently, especially lawyers that are still practicing and are truly treating this as a side hustle. Doing it all sounds like a recipe for burnout. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, I just made my third hire last week for my business. And really what ends up happening is that the less I work, the more money I make because you stop wasting energy on the things that is not in your zone of genius. And so uh, my zone of genius is the way I want to serve people. And if I have to manage my calendar during the time that I want to serve my audience, that's a waste of time and energy. Really, every time I make that investment for other people to support me, I make the return on investment almost immediately within months. I think the biggest fear that a lot of people have when they outsource is that like it's, it's a lot of work up front. It's a lot of investment. I don't know if I'm going to get the return on investment. I just, there are a lot of fears and doubts and questions. And so I would encourage anyone who is thinking about this next step to, to take it before they're ready. 
that's a very important point to take it before you're ready and really to stay in your own zone of genius. I love that. That's brilliant. So why is it important to go through what we're talking about here? We're talking more about grounding, keeping ourselves organized. I think when we are moving so fast, the next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing, we, like I was kind of saying earlier, when I, like I was like keeping myself so busy to distract myself from the inner work that I had to do with my loneliness. And so I think that taking a pause in the middle of your busy schedule can kind of remind you what is it exactly that is kind of empty if there is there an empty part in your heart that you need to fill in a way that's different from just chasing after busyness and so that that grounding where like i personally take some time with exercise and journaling and meditating and stuff like that but whether it's like journaling or meditating it doesn't really matter what the activity is what really matters is what is the time and space that you can create for yourself, whether it could be even watching TV. I mean, I watch TV to sometimes just take a break. And that also helps me think about like, where am I? <laughs> what am I doing? Why, why am I doing this? And then asking those kind of very basic but fundamental questions allows us to get the answer so that we can be less busy and find the joy that we're looking for. You're giving yourself the space to process the information that's in there so that you can come to your creative space, it sounds like. Yes. So what gets in the way of people doing a side hustle? What prevents them from doing it other than the obvious? What have you found? What, what's the obvious? Obvious is fear. Like, yes. you know, the obvious is I, maybe I'm not good enough. So what have yeah. your, what's been your experience? That really is the only one. <laughs> that really is the only one. They say like all these other excuses. Oh, like I don't have the time. I don't have the money or I don't have the energy. And I really need to focus on my whatever family. I really need to focus on my job, focus on my promotion or whatever. It, it really, all of that goes into fear than the fear of failure. And, but at the same time though, I feel like a lot of people talk about side hustles as if it's a requirement, but it's not a requirement. You don't have to have a side hustle, <laughs> right? Pressure's off. So I think taking that pressure off is really important because sometimes like there are goals that some people want. Sometimes there's goals that some people don't want. Like, for example, when I was kind of, you know, starting off my career, everybody around me wanted to be uh, some sort of executive or work at this big company or whatever. But for right. me, I was like, I don't resonate with that at all. I don't, that is just not, I don't want that. And it really wasn't out of fear. It really was, okay, I know what I want and it's not that. And so I think first, like taking inventory, like I was saying, like having that time to, to ground where you are and figuring out, hey, is a side business something that I really want? And if I do really want that, then let's get over the fear. Get but, over the self-limiting beliefs, basically. Self-letting beliefs. At the same time, like if you don't want it, you don't even have to that to get to that stage of overcoming your fear. Like if you don't want it, like don't do it. Yeah. Be in touch with yourself. So let's yeah. say that you actually have decided that a side hustle is something that you want. You have a passion. You want to have an impact. You want to deal with people or some other aspect. So let's just talk about how we go in developing a key skill around moving into this process. So do we need to create time? How do we do this? This is kind of like my three-step process in creating time. Number one is auditing your time. And so we, a lot of the times get carried away 
and we're not following our calendar like there are all these blank spaces in our calendars and then when there is a blank space then it's we kind of take a lot of liberties <laughs> to it and we kind of do whatever it is that we want and then for me there were times where I looked at my browser history and I thought I was on YouTube for 15 minutes and it was telling me I was on there for hours and I was like shocked Yikes. sometimes we lose <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so we lose a track of time and the way to fix that is to not lose track of time and actually write down. It's kind of painful sometimes. It's kind of like writing down your food, like a food journal. And so write down what exactly it is that you're doing throughout the day with the 24 hours that you have. And you will see, oh, this part I can get rid of. This part, uh, let's reduce, et cetera. And step number two is to outsource. And so outsourcing is very like I was saying, it's something that we are afraid of because we feel like we don't we don't want to spend the time or energy or the money to do it. But then we do it all the time, like DoorDash. I don't know if you have DoorDash where you are, but, no. but it's like maybe like a delivery service, right? right. Or, or maybe Amazon, like they deliver things to you because you don't want to drive over to the store to get your stuff. And so especially right now with the pandemic, we are outsourcing that part of our lives all the time. And so what is your priority? How do you want to prioritize your time? And what parts can you outsource? What are the things that you don't want to do that you want to outsource? So that's number two. And number three, you have to find the people who are able to inform you what you can do with that time and be able to, even if you have 10 hours, you're going to be like, okay, well, what do I do with the time? And so then you have to find the people who have used that time to build their business and then learn from them how to, how to use it. So let's just go back over these three. You're auditing your time. So you can use an app like Rescue Time or something like that to give you a better idea about what you're actually doing on the computer. Mm -hmm. And after you do that, you look at your outsourcing. I loved your point about that, where you are actually doing outsourcing. So I think that makes it a lot less intimidating to maybe up it a couple of steps instead of yeah. just going, oh, you know, I don't ever do that. We are in fact doing it all the time and setting our boundaries. So let's just talk a little bit more about the boundaries. Can you explain it in a little bit more detail? Oh yeah. Yeah. Boundaries. You know what? I, I totally messed up. I was supposed to be auditing time and then outsourcing and then setting boundaries and then the finding the people that's, that's later <laughs> after you create the time. So yeah, the third is actually boundaries where you set boundaries and people get so hung up on like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to say no. I don't want to say no. I don't want to say no, but you can set boundaries for yourself. Mm -hmm. And the boundary, the way you do that is set rules. If then statements, if I get a message at 10 PM, then I'm not going to respond. And of course, like, if that is what you want to do, like, if you feel like responding to emails at 10 o'clock at night is draining, then let's not do that. Right. And another thing is if I feel like this person is infringing into my schedule or infringing into my energy or whatever it is, then I will communicate uh, how I feel to that person. Reframe your boundaries in a way that it promotes action on your part, not like boundaries where you have to control other people, where it's like, oh, if it's 10 p.m., stop emailing me. Like those if-then statements should apply only to you. That's a great point. So you're in control. You're setting what you want to be happening with your time. So everything we're talking about here is like creating some extra time in our schedule. So then we can use that time for this side hustle. Yes. So 
Is it an ongoing process that we're looking at here as we go through this? Is this something that you talked about how your vision gets clearer? Obviously, as we begin to set up this time process, what do we need before we actually get going on our side hustle? We really, I think that's the question that a lot of people get hung up on too. You don't need anything. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Pressure's off again, right? (laughs) Right. All you need to do is start talking to people. I mean, if you're not making any money right now, like why do you need an LLC? (laughs) Why do you need a tax account? Um, You you haven't, if if you haven't even made like your first dollar, why, why are we spending energy? Like we need to spend energy on bringing in the cash so that we can set up bank accounts so that we can start paying tax and all of those things. But before you get your first client, we get so hung up on like, oh, what do I need to do? What this, this, and this. And again, like that speaks to the fear. And it's also the overwhelm. And I think as lawyers, we want to have all the, everything lined up. You know, it all has to be predictable and want to know where we're going and how it's going to happen and what steps we need to take. So this is much more of a free flowing process where we can just go with what we're doing and be able to accept that this is not going to be something that's going to be set in stone. We're going to learn as we go. And with that hour, we can then take that time. When we were talking earlier, you were talking a little bit, you touched on, you do journaling or meditation. So just tell me a little bit about what do we do in that time frame? We've, we've got like an hour or two that we've now clawed back out of our schedule and we want to start our side hustle. What's a good way to get ourselves oriented to that? Yeah. So that's where, that's also the, I think the three part, I have another three part process there. <laughs> the, so let's the, hear first, the first thing is look at examples of people. I think I was kind of like touching on this earlier. Look at examples of people who have done it, who have re- achieved the goals that you want to achieve. If you want to have a successful side hustle as a lawyer, then find someone who has a successful side hustle as a lawyer and then ask them questions or talk to them and start talking about how you can learn from them. But again, it doesn't have to be someone in that position either. It can be anyone that you look up to. Like it could be like Oprah, you know, where she was able to create her own thing. Even if you don't want to be a talk show host, how is she able to overcome certain challenges when achieving your goals? Because at the end of the day, even if our goals are all different, we're all going to have to overcome kind of similar challenges and so being able to learn that from other people who have gone through them is, is critical. And number two is finding a community where your desired result is the norm. And this is a James Clear quote. He wrote the, the Atomic Habits. And so find a community, whether it's a Facebook group, whether it's a membership, like Her Legal Global, um, or whether it's a, a LinkedIn a community, whatever it is, whether it's a physical community, like Toastmasters, maybe if you want to be a speaker, Join those communities where what you want is what other people want too, and they can support you on your journey. And the third thing is, again, finding the people who can help you focus on your zone of genius, whether it is a coach who can help you become world-class at what you do, whether it is an assistant who is able to, like I said, take the time, take the burden of time away from you so that you can focus on what you want to do. And so having the star studded team of, of support around you is going to be the way that you're going to be informed on how to use that time. That sounds much more relaxed and you can get energized by going through the process. So what we've been talking about today is really giving yourself the 
insights into what you really want to do with your passions, the impact, working with people, and then taking some time by using some of the methods that you've talked about here, getting that time back so that you can then take the time to use it in a different way to be able to get the information that supports you going forward. And I'm hearing a lot from you that it's really important as a side hustler to be able to get some support, not do it alone. It's not one of those things like often lawyers can be introverted or they can be on their own, but this is the type of thing where you don't want to be in that kind of situation. You want to seek it out. You may not be an expert in the area you want to go into. So it's important to get that extra information. The other thing I'd just like to touch on is we did talk when we were talking earlier um, before our interview about the Streaks app. And I just want to ask you a little bit about that. Do you yeah. use it? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So the street that I've been using this for like almost a year now. Um, it's called Streaks. I think Streak or Streaks, either way. I think if you pay, if you get the paid version, you can get up to 12 habits on there. So as you click on it, like I have like my first habit that's on there is take your vitamins. And so it's the easiest thing to do in the morning. And so it kind of gets me going for the day. And so I, I press on it as soon as I take my vitamins and then it like does this little sound <laughs> makes me feel super accomplished. And then it kind of goes through uh, other tasks like journaling or meditating or working out. And then also has timers too. Like, so I have one habit that's like 30 minutes of working on your business. And so I set, start the timer work on my business like 30 minutes a day so that it kind of gets the momentum going for all the other things that I want to do. And it's been pretty transformational. So if somebody takes on a side hustle, what kind of expected results can they see? I think we should go in with no expectations. <laughs> I think having expectations really kills the business going in thinking like expecting, okay, success within six months, <laughs> uh, 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 revenue within of one year, a million dollars and like whatever. When we go in with that time, a time limit or a deadline, we're kind of focusing on the wrong things. It's like, okay, within January, I need to get like five new more clients, five more new clients. And then I, you start kind of getting desperate to meet that deadline. And so when you're focusing on the desperation, you can't really focus your energy on actually serving your customers and actually serving your audience. And then it gets you further and further away from that goal. And so I think going in with a certainty that with time, you will get to where you want to be as you, as long as you continue to clarify your vision and your goals, but in the meantime, continuing to take action meanwhile, and then giving without expectation. There's a quote that I love, which is uh, those who are certain can wait and they can wait without anxiety. We give up so easily when we don't find the results that we're looking for within the time limit. And then, okay, I did what I could. And then I move on. But if your dreams were to be accomplished in a year, I think your dreams are too small. And so I think, you know, I would encourage people to dream big, have no expectations and give, and then find your zone of genius. Wow, Angela, this has been really enlightening and invaluable. I want to thank you very much for coming on today. For Legal Global, empowering and transforming us through skills and shared wisdom. For other great episodes, follow us and be sure to check out herlegalglobal.com for a community, informative skills-based articles, and to work with me, your host, 
Fake Elm.